go to people you trust. So I went to bloggers that I trusted that were doing what I wanted to do successfully and just dove myself into studying and I would be up all night. So I'd come home from bartending, the kids would be in bed and I would pull all nighters. This is Debbie and welcome to another episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to become location independent. We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our nine to five. All right, so we've been talking about landing a remote job for a while now, but the one thing you're probably most curious about is how to learn the online skills you need to land these jobs. I'm not just talking about getting a brief introduction, but learning from actual accredited schools so you can be taken seriously when you apply for these jobs. You've been waiting for a while, and I'm really sorry about that, but I have finally created a whole page listing the best courses to take from teaching English online to becoming a freelance writer and so much more, all from trusted sources that will get you that remote job. So if you're ready and serious to take the next step, then visit theoffbeatlife.com slash learn online skills to get started. Again, you can visit theoffbeatlife.com slash learn online skills to get started. In this episode, I'm so excited to speak with Amanda, who is a mother of four and an online entrepreneur. She's a creator of Hot Mama Travel, which is a blog that was founded in 2014 and has since grown to include a YouTube channel and more recently, a travel agency. The goal of Hot Mama Travel is to help families travel more easily, affordably, and frequently. So listen on to find out how Amanda has gained freedom with her family as an online travel expert. Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here. I am really excited to be speaking to my guest today. I'm here with Amanda. Hey Amanda. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us today. Before we get to all of the juicy details, can you tell us a little bit more about you and why you live an offbeat life? Yeah, so I am a mother of four and I love to travel and I made my whole lifestyle around those two passions, being a mom and traveling and created the family travel blog, Hot Mama Travel, so I could also just do it forever, right? Do what you love, you never work. (laughs) I love that and the combination of the two, traveling and being a mother, being a parent are two of the things that most people find really important in their life, right? And I think the thing that's interesting about that is people think that it's either one or the other, right? You either travel before you have kids and then once you do start traveling, it's very limited and it's only during summer breaks. And um, with you, you've made it into a whole career. How are you able to do this, Amanda? (laughs) Well, yeah, so that was the thing. When I was young, I had a lot of friends that were like, I'm going to travel as much as I can before kids. And in my heart, I always knew I wanted to travel with my kids because I was still upset when I heard about my parents' travels that they did before I was born. They can't control that. I wasn't born yet, but I'd be (laughs) upset. Like, why did I miss that? So I didn't want my kids to feel that. I was like, I got to do everything with them. So I knew I wanted to be a writer. I knew I wanted to be a world traveler and I wanted to be a mom and I wanted to be all those at the same time. And it didn't sound very realistic, but I was like, I'm going to try and make this work. (laughs) So, you know, I thought, well, let me do the linear thing first. So I tried to pursue the writing career. And I thought that meant working at a big magazine or a newspaper and jet setting on 
fun assignments and then getting stable and having your family. But, you know, I graduated in 2007 and it was during a recession and newspapers and magazines were kind of making a shift to digital content and they were letting people go. And I had my little job lined up after college at a newspaper and they emailed, they emailed me, no, they sent me a letter. That was the days of the letters. And they (laughs) sent me a letter that they were actually letting staff go and they weren't going to bring any people on. So I was starting from scratch as a graduate. And I was like, well, this is going to put a cramp in my style because, you know, I had a plan. I had to get moving. And so I decided to take an internship for a magazine just so I could continue to write. And I was noticing that editors were packing up their offices and being let go. And I was like, oh, this isn't going to turn into a job. And that's when I discovered blogging. It was fairly, fairly new. People weren't huge on blogging, but I was hearing success stories. And I thought, well, it's a way to write. And I could kind of do my own thing. And I continued to take freelance writing jobs. And I wasn't, you know, very happy with the slow pace because it's in my brain, I was like, I have to get the job and I have to get secure and have the kids. So I just kind of hit a crossroads and I was like, what am I going to do? I can't keep putting off having kids because that's, I wanted to, I knew I wanted to be a mom of at least four and I wanted to travel with them. So I was like, I got to be young to do this, right? You got to have energy. (laughs) So my husband and I were like, let's just start the family while we pursue our jobs because you can't control the job market. So that's what we decided to do. And I had started a little blog before I had my daughter and it was called Luxury on a Budget. And it was aimed at traveling on a small income, but not sacrificing your style because that's what I was doing. I was bartending, serving. My husband was a graduate student. We didn't have a lot of money, but we still loved to travel when we could. And we kind of were really good at travel hacking and doing travel deals, finding specials, saving money, but having really fun trips. And that was the first blog, but I knew nothing, nothing about the blogging industry on how to make it a business, how to make it lucrative. So I was just kind of treading water. Then I had my daughter. Then I thought, (laughs) I'm going to make a blog about her and her little adventures as a baby because we traveled with her and we started taking her on things. And that was fun. I thought, well, if there's a, there was a dog that had a really popular blog, a blog, some, (laughs) somebody had a dog blog and everyone loved it. And I was like, well, if she can make this popular about a dog, I'm sure people like seeing a baby travel. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) I was writing and I was making the blog fun, but it wasn't making money. And so I just continued to do my thing. I was writing and I was freelance writing, continuing to try and blog bartending. I had my second son, my second baby, which was my son, and we were traveling a lot and we became, we loved going to Vegas. And I noticed a lot of people were asking me questions, especially when I would like bartend my customers and stuff were like, how do you take time off? And how are you always going on trips and you're taking your babies to Vegas? And I never thought Vegas was taking your kids to Vegas was a provocative thing because I grew up going to <laughs> Vegas, but I noticed a lot of people had some kind of stigma around like, is it family friendly? I thought it was an adult playground and blah, blah, blah. So I thought, hmm, I have some information to give. Maybe I'm going to shift my blog that way. And so I created a new blog, Hot Mama Travel, in 2014 when my son was a toddler. And it was, I became the Vegas lady, <laughs> taking your kids to Vegas. <laughs> and so that was the first thing. And then I threw myself into learning about 
the blogging business. I took courses. I tried to learn everything I could. And that's where I really started. And then since then, I've continued to expand my family. And I have four kids now. And just like you wanted it, Just like I wanted. (laughs) And I'm still traveling. And now my blog is actually a business. And it expanded into a vlog. And now I'm recently uh, travel agent services. That is incredible. So it was like, you you know, what's really funny. I've been talking to so I mean, I've talked to a lot of people on on this show. And one of the things that I've noticed is a lot of my guests have turned something that was unfortunate, right? Like you, you left college, and it wasn't the best of time to create a or not even create but just find a job right right and you turned it into something to an opportunity for yourself because if you had ended up getting a job at a magazine you may not even be doing this right you may not even have a blog you may still be at a desk job you may not have all of the freedom that you have now so it's really interesting how if we just look at certain things in our lives it could be a tragedy it could be something that wasn't what we thought our life would turn into and turn it into an opportunity where it can actually lead us. So this, you know, this gives me a lot of hope when I I definitely listen to, to you talk about this, Amanda, because it's pretty incredible how you still got what you wanted, but not in the way you thought it was going to be, but it's right. kind of better. <laughs> I did. I got all three things and I can travel. I'm writing that I'm writing at my own pace what I want to write. I'm not being told like assignments and having to be in an office. I get to be available to my kids and we can more or less live a freedom lifestyle, you know, and kind of just be, we can be location independent if we want to, but the kids are very excited about, they love school and we're close (laughs) to family. So we do have other things that keep us, you know, based in California, but yeah, that it's, it turned out to be exactly what I wanted. And I didn't even know that's what it looked like Yeah, at it's the like time so- I started. Sometimes the universe just gives you something that you didn't like you didn't want, but it was actually something that you need. So yes. it's so interesting that way. But I do want to go back to when this was all happening to you, right? And this was at a time where, yeah, there wasn't a lot of jobs and it must have been a really scary time for you, you know? Yes. And for for most people, right, we wait until we have a child. So when we're financially stable, you wait, wait, and wait. And then it's so fun, it, not funny, but it's interesting how your husband was like, if we keep waiting, it may not happen. And he was like, we're just going to do it and things are going to be okay. So how did you make that decision? Because that is a big decision, right? You are still yeah. uncertain about what was going to happen, but you both made this really big decision and it worked out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it was because I, you know, I had such a strong feeling of like wanting to be a younger mom. I wanted to be a mom and I knew I wanted to have more than like four kids. So I had to start at some point if I was going to not, you know, bust them all out each year. <laughs> I wanted some space, you know? So we were living on a college campus apartment. And so our rent was low. I was bartending and I was making okay. He was a graduate student. We didn't have a lot of overhead. So that's what we thought was we have good insurance to the university at that time. And 
we were had low overhead and I was like, well, if this is the time, there's no right time. That's the thing with big decisions. Yeah. There's no right time. You could come up with a million reasons not to do it, not to take the leap. Fear is like huge, but it's just like, what is my life going to look like? If I became and pursued this writing thing and never became a mom, would I be happy? And I was like, no, I'd always feel that longing that, you know, that I missed that. If I became a mom and just wrote on my own and for pennies, because you can always write, you know, you don't have to be even published. You can write whenever you want to. Would I be happy? And I thought, yeah, I'd be happier there than I would be the other way. So let me, let me do the thing that would make me the most happy first and work on the rest later <laughs> or at the same time. So that's kind of the decision I made. You just have to think, you know, in your life in the future, if you could only have one, what would make you the happiest? And that's the way I went and it all worked out. <laughs> Yeah. And you didn't have to sacrifice anything. And obviously in the beginning, it's hard. It's hard for everybody. And it takes a while for things to grow and for it to come into fruition and for you to be in the position that you are now. Because honestly, we all we all suffer for something that we love, right? But um, it all works out in the end. And I think what I often see, and I do this myself too, is we tend to overthink certain things and we stop ourselves from pushing forward or doing something that's really out of our comfort zone because we overthink it or there's a lot of fear. So when you actually take that risk or you just do what you want to do, like you did, Amanda, and your husband, it will work out because you work harder that way when there's that extra little push for you yeah. <laughs> to do it. Yeah. You're like, I made this decision. I got to go for it. I got to make this work. Because everybody looked at you like you're crazy at that time. You know, they're like, what are you doing? The job, you don't have, you know, you don't have a stable job. I had a job at a restaurant, but I mean, I didn't have like my career going. And everyone always thinks, you know, you got to get your stability first. You're purposely having kids outside of that stability. What are you talking about? And I was like, well, you know, I'm just doing me. <laughs> well, and, and that's the most important thing. You're doing yourself. Like you are making yourself happy and it looks different for everybody, right? There's some people like you, Amanda, who like having children is extremely important and that's what you want your legacy to be a part of. And then there are certain people that their career and other things are more important and which is fine too, but you have to understand what comes first. And for you, that was a family and I love that you were able to do this and now you're able to have a family travel writing your yes. blog. So it's a happy ending. Yeah, well, it not even, it's not even an ending yet. So we don't it's, even know what's no, going to happen. Still going. I'm just going with the flow. I'm here today. I didn't know I was going to do that. <laughs> exactly. So now let's look into when you're, you know, with four children, you and your husband, there's six of you. And it must be a lot of fun. Well, I'm sure it's stressful too, but to kind of plan all of this stuff out right and it having is. especially when you had small children when they're all older like it's a lot easier in a way I wouldn't mm -hmm. well I I don't have any kids but I would imagine it's easier to kind of lug people around but <laughs> yeah yeah all, all ages come with different challenges and at the time too in 2007 a lot of people were struggling uh financially when the recession was happening including my parents so it was all this time happening they actually decided to, um, we all decided to move in together after I had my daughter, we lived in, I lived in the apartment for a while on campus. And then we all got a place together and to join forces kind of a thing. <laughs> and they wound up staying because I kept having kids. So they were like, I'm going to help. <laughs> and I had to work. So 
it was perfect. They became a part of our family travel too. So we became a multi-generational thing. So now in addition to babies, toddlers, kids, I also have my dad who's 88 this year and he still goes on a lot of our trips. So the logistics keep getting uh, a little bit crazier, a little bit, a little bit more creative when we have to plan. We have to think of a lot of things, but it's part of the fun for me, the challenge and, (laughs) you know, giving everybody that uh, opportunity to have those memories. Yeah. And and that's the thing. If you really want it, you're going to work for it. And I think that's the most important thing to understand. So I love that. Now, when you and your husband obviously were just starting this out and you, especially with your blog, how did you make sure that this became full time for you, something that you can actually create income in? Yeah. So like I said, I was bartending and I didn't like leaving the kids. I hated that. And I would sometimes cry on my way to work because I was like, I hate leaving them. So I knew I had that drive. I have to do something to make this work and make money so I can be home and I could be available to them because it's just, it just sucked, you know, having to run around and pass off my kids to my mom or, you know, my husband and just leave all the time. So I got some, I did some courses and I would recommend that anything that you want to pursue, go to people you trust. So I went to bloggers that I trusted that were doing what I wanted to do um, successfully and just dove myself into studying and I would be up all night. So I'd come home from bartending, the kids would be in bed and I would pull all nighters doing the courses and working on my blog and trying to figure out how to make a website and learning code. Like I'm a writer, I'm creative. I don't know how to do code. So those kind of things took a long time. Thankfully for me, my husband's a scientist. So he was a little bit more savvy with the code stuff. So I would have him double check my work (laughs) when he could, but yeah, that's what I did. I just say, just try to educate yourself on your, um, on your own. There's so many sources available online, available to you for free and for minimal costs. And, you know, if you really want something, you got to invest in it a little bit. So, and I was broke, I was broke. And I had, I I had to, I put my little money together to try and pay for like little courses here and there. And it paid off because I thought if I make money, then it was worth it. And it's so interesting now, it's so much easier to start a blog, right? And you mentioned Amanda back then, you had to code your website. Now there's literally like templates that are pre-made for you. And all you have to worry about is writing. And obviously there's other things too, but it's not as hard as it was before. So what would you say is the difference now between blogging in 2014 to now 2021 and the, you know, all these years that have been happening, has it been, has it gotten easier? Has it gotten more difficult? What has that been like for you? Um, well, I think because so many people now are kind of in on the blogging game, there's a lot of, there's a saturation in the market. Um, so it's really important to find your niche, what you are really, get really specific with what you want to talk about um, to make yourself set apart from, from other people. And that's the algorithms and the technology is changing constantly. So as far as technology, I think it's easy, easier to set up a blog, um, but you still have to know the background of what it takes to be found. You know, you can't just write a fun story and put some pretty pictures up and be seen. You could be talking to an empty classroom and that's no fun. And then you have to, you know, learn how to be ranked on a search engine and so that people can find you. Those kind of things are all worth it. But I don't think that people should wait to start before they learn all this. Cause we all have that tendency to be like, want to be an expert 
before we jump in. And I think that just start it, just go for it. Cause look at me, I started like two blogs that did nothing, but it was fun. It was practice. And I didn't know everything when I started Hot Mama Travel. I did it in conjunction with it. And I think that's important. Just get in there, do what you want to do. Look, and then you'll learn. You'll learn as you go what makes it better. And that's how I think that blogging today, though, is is a great industry because everything's digital. And I think it's a way to go if you want to try and find an, a way to make a side income or just a create, creative outlet. Yeah, and you never know where it can lead. There's a lot of people that do it as a side project like you did, and it becomes a full-time thing. If you educate yourself and you become really serious at this, it can become a full-time business like you have been able to do it. So what was that transition like? How did you actually turn that side hustle into a business? Was there any specific project that you did that really hit the mark, or was it just years of actually doing your blog before it turned into a money-making project for you? Well, I was kind of just creating blogs that I wanted to do and they weren't really growing that much. My audience was pretty small. And then I started learning about like SEO and search engine optimization, finding keywords that are going to rank that people are looking for. And I started thinking about blogs in that respect. So I started looking at what keywords were popular and then thinking about how I can incorporate my travels or my trips around those keywords to target that thing that people are looking for. And when I went on, I decided to take a cross country road trip with the kids and my parents back in 2017. And I wanted to make it big. So I did a lot of research before and we did a lot of content. And I also was taking an online course during the road trip. So at night in the hotel room, I would do stuff to like make sure my website was not running too slow or my pictures weren't too big and all those things. And that's kind of what pushed me. I would say after that road trip is when I decided to also make a vlog, a YouTube channel. I was like, I'm going to take videos the whole time too, because you can see the pictures of the kids and you can hear about family travel, but sometimes seeing it happen is also entertainment. Some people like that. They're not readers. They're visual. They want to watch something. So I said, let's make a vlog as well and take video for even if it was just for our own memories to look back on and see the trips. But that started to grow. And that's what I started just kind of thinking outside the box of just the blog. What can I do? Affiliate links. How do you do advertising on your site? All those ideas. And then I would say what really pushed me into doing this full time was the COVID shutdown and lockdown. Uh, My restaurant that I I didn't want to give up any income. I was like kind of like that hustler where I was like, I'm not letting any streams of income go. So even though my blog was doing good, I wasn't going to let go the bartending money. I just did it a couple days a week just to have my foot in the door and keep that mixology skill intact. But then when the restaurant shut down, that was my out. Cause I used to always think I got, when I make this much money, I'm leaving. When I make this much money, I'm leaving. And you always just kind of, I say, I guess the fear, the safety net of like, okay, I can't just leave. Why would I just leave? And then when I had to, and there was no choice, I loved being at home. I had, I had time just to delve into the blog. And I think that's what really, that's was like, I'm not going back and this is it. And this is my full-time thing. So. Yeah. And it's like going back full circle. It's like, when you were you when you didn't have kids yet you had to start writing on your own because you had no choice and now because of covid you had to leave that job that you thought was like part of your security to to do this full time now so it's so interesting i just 
I find it so interesting when all of these things happen and it actually works in your favor if you take that opportunity because there's always opportunities in these little pockets of, you know, um, I guess uh, it's like misfortunes that we have in life and it's just how and what you do with it that really counts. Love that. Oh my that. gosh, that's so true. That's so true. I guess I needed a push every time, but everybody, I think everybody does. I, I think, think so too. It's that mindset too. Instead of letting, when something doesn't seem to be going your way, try to look at it a different way. Say what way, you know, maybe let me look at what I do have, what I can work with, because I might be the universe's way of showing you the direction you're supposed to be going. And I think, I do, I do think that sometimes now I really try to, like if a trip falls through that I've planned and I was looking forward to, I'm like, yeah, there's a reason. Maybe I wasn't supposed to do that trip. I'm supposed to do this. And another opportunity comes. I just try to keep that in mind and not get down when things seem to be a struggle, right? Like, oh no, pandemic, everyone's locked down. Oh, that year we took, I took to build my business with, you know, travel too, on top of it, bartending and traveling, two worst <laughs> industries to be in during that time. But I was like, I'm just going to work on other things and do local things and be with the kids and just try and save money and work on what we're going to do in the future and just kind of reset, use it as a reset. Yeah. And and that's the thing. I mean, obviously, all of the stuff that's been happening all over the world is is crazy, right? We're at a, we're literally living in a crazy time right now. And this is going to be in the history books. And, you know, when we're old and you have your grandchildren, they're going to be asking you about this time. And hopefully it doesn't continue that long. But we're we're living at a time where people will be reading about this, of what we're going through right now. And I think it's just a matter of how you deal with it, whether you turn it into something else that will make you better, or you're just going to go under a rock and not leave until hopefully you're hoping that things are going to get better again. But I love that mentality that you take this and you see what else is out there. What else can you do? What else you're capable of? Because that's another thing that I think we also tend to undervalue ourselves. We don't know what we're really capable of until we are forced or pushed into something that we are not comfortable with. And I love that throughout all of this, you've done something with it. It's like you just move forward. Maybe you cry a little bit and then you keep going. (laughs) Have a shot of tequila, cry a second, and then pick it up, you know, put some lipstick on and and move on. I love that. Have some tequila, of course, from a bartender, from a mixologist. She would say something. (laughs) Tequila solves many problems. (laughs) Amanda's like, all right, this is a bad situation right now. Let's have some tequila. Let's make something new. Maybe I'll find something. Exactly. Love that. Turn it into something good for yourself. That's always a good thing. Just have some fun. Laugh. Cry. All that good stuff. And we did a plenty of that. You know, we were like, okay, shoot, what are we going to do now? Let's freak out for a second. Then you relax, do something that really self-soothes, I think. Enjoy. De- I got really into decorating for the holidays, my home, and turned that also into like a little thing. I was like, oh, I'm going to do an Instagram on my holiday decor. You know, so all these different little directions that opened up. <laughs> yeah. And there's so many opportunities out there. And sometimes when we're just kind of in that zone, we don't see them coming at us. But then right, when you're that's so tunnel focused. Exactly. And then when that's taken away, we're like, oh my gosh, there's so many other things that I could be doing as well. And there's other opportunities out there for us. So that's always a good thing, you know? 
So you definitely travel a lot with your family, even through the pandemic. We're actually going to be talking about that for your extended interview, how to navigate through family travel during the pandemic and during this crazy time. But when you are actually traveling pre-COVID, now during COVID, (laughs) um, what type of travel insurance do you use? We definitely always use travel insurance. I definitely recommend that for anybody that's traveling, especially if you're traveling with family, just because anything can can happen. Just be prepared. I sometimes go with AAA or I'll just kind of cruise around and see what the rates are for different places. If you're going international, you'll want to look around. But definitely an important thing to have, especially if you're taking um, investing a lot in the trip. Yeah, definitely for sure, especially during this crazy time, as I mentioned, it's so important. I think a lot of people are more concerned about this now, right? Because there's a lot more possibility for you to cancel, somebody getting sick. And then on top of that, when you are in a different country, different place, it can be a real headache to see the different requirements when it comes to like your health insurance. That's why I'm really glad that I work with Integra Global because they have a ton of comprehensive plans. Now, during the beginning of the pandemic, there was a lot of people overseas that actually didn't have a good health insurance and they didn't cover, you know, this whole thing, right, during COVID. And so that's one thing that I love about them is that they cover everything, um, even things that you didn't know you need, right? And they don't ask their members. Yeah, it's super, super important. And they also don't ask their members to like build a plan because how do we know what we're going to need, right? It's, you know, of course, COVID. How on earth did we know this was going to happen? Their insurance pretty much covers it all and everything is built in. So if you guys want to check out Integra Global, you can go to integraglobal.com and see how they can give you the coverage you'll need and maybe some you never knew you would because this time right that we're living in right now, we never know what is going to come. I feel like every oh day gosh. it's always different. It's <laughs> like, always oh. new. Yes, things. I'm like, just what you else? you get it. I know. I'm like, is there going to be a meteor shot like coming at us? <laughs> don't soon? even like- say it. <laughs> like, don't even say it. <laughs> I'm like, what is going to happen next? Like, and honestly, Amanda, I'm like, I'm not even surprised if that happens, if they find a dinosaur still living somewhere. Like, I don't <laughs> And I know. Then all My of a sudden, they're so, taking yeah. over. <laughs> My son's like, totally. <laughs> I'm like, there's vast lands in the Amazons or somewhere that we've never even explored before, even like things underwater. Like, who knows? I, oh, I my kids are all into the underwater. Expo- <laughs> yeah, they're all about the ocean exploration right now. They're like, you know, we've only explored like 5% of the ocean. There's aliens under there. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, where are they? Can they help us? Like, (laughs) what are they doing? (laughs) I'm like, I agree with your kids. I'm like, I don't know. They're right. It's like a whole different universe down there. We have no idea what's going on. So I would not be surprised if they're like, yes, aliens just came out from underneath us and they're now roaming around. (laughs) I'm I'm all for it. If they can help, I'm all for it. (laughs) Only if they're helping Amanda. If they're helping, yeah. We don't need any more of this. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to leave. They're going to you guys are too much. We're we're out of here. (laughs) I know. I'm like, I'm just hoping they can't survive over water if they are going to destroy us. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, it's so crazy right now. But Amanda, so let's look forward to around 30 to 40 years from now. And you're looking back at your life. What legacy would you like to leave? And what do you want to be remembered for? Um, I want to be remembered for helping families 
experience things they never thought they could together. Even their, despite their income, despite their challenges, maybe obstacles. I want, it's so, there's so many benefits to family travel. It's beyond like, oh, seeing a fun place. I mean, just the bonding and the experience and what your kids learn, the information retention that they have when they've experienced something. It's so incredible. And I think you don't have to do exotic, huge trips to have these memories. You can explore. There's so much locally we don't explore, you know, in your own area. And you can do it safely and affordably. And I just want to make sure, like, I'm that person that someone thinks of when they thought, wow, I'm so glad I found Amanda's blog because I was able to, you know, do this and make this happen for my family, the memory we have forever, you know, that kind of thing. And I want my kids to always remember that. Mommy took me everywhere so that when I'm old, they take me. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the most important things that you can give to your children is that experience of adventure and wonder and I definitely didn't have that. And when I talk to my husband, I'm like, when we have a kid, we're definitely taking them places. And like you mentioned, Amanda, even if it's just a few hours away, it's like a small little road trip. It doesn't have to be expensive. And I know a lot of people, that's their concern, right? It is, yeah. But you don't need to go across the world to have an adventure with your children. And honestly, when they're young, they don't even know if you're in, you know, South America or in somebody's backyard with some palm trees, you know? (laughs) They don't. It's the experience. It's the being together. It's the the excitement of packing up the bags and getting in the car and Mm -hmm. having fun road trip food or, you know, whatever that is, that memory that they'll hold on to. And you can have cultural experiences without leaving your hometown or your country. There are so many resources and cultural fairs. And we, for a while, when we were trying to stay real local, when the kids were younger, we would just find a new cuisine, like a restaurant. We're like, okay, we want to do Thai food. We want to do, We my daughter got into the idea of Ethiopian food. So I looked on Google to try and find an Ethiopian restaurant near us. And we found one and she had so much fun. And she still remembers that whole experience. We weren't in Ethiopia. We didn't fly over there. We just went to, you know, a lo- just a town away and had a amazing immersive experience that she still remembers. And it's the growing their little global palette and all that stuff. And it didn't cost more than a meal. Is I, I actually really love that idea. Maybe it could be like a monthly thing. It's a different culture, different food, you know, like what music you're listening to for, for that yeah. month could be different. And, you know, if you're on a budget, it, it could be like something that you can give them. And then when they're older, they can do themselves where they could actually visit that country. Because I know, you know, I understand that for for everybody, it's not possible for you to take your kids to the actual place. But like you said, you just give them a glimpse of that. And it definitely opens up something so much more, like opens up a whole new world for them. Um, And it gives them so much more acceptance of other cultures, other people in that sense, which is pretty incredible. Makes them feel so connected. So then when they do hear things on the news, they feel connected to that. It's not a world away. It's not something that's outside themselves. They are feel connected to it. They love that. They love this culture. They love this thing. So when anything is happening, they're invested in what's happening. They're and they're and they're young, but it's sparking that interest. It's sparking that care, and that's what's important. That whole, you know, knowledge of hey, there's other things outside my bubble. Yeah, to explore. And, and that's extremely important because especially as, you know, when we're young, we're definitely very selfish. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
It's yep. all about us, us, us. Me, me, me. I know. <laughs> My son for his, when his birthday, he, his birthday was the weekend. Everything shut down in 2020. And he had been saying before his birthday, um, all I want to do for my birthday is game, sit in my chonies and eat McDonald's. And I said, <laughs> okay, because I used to use birth, I use birthdays as an excuse to travel. I don't do big birthday parties. I let them pick a trip and we do a little weekend getaway, not a huge trip, but a little weekend getaway. And he wanted to be at home and his chonies eating McDonald's. And I was like, that's not fun for any of us. We have to sit there and, and then... <laughs> That birthday weekend, everything shut down. I was like, you little stinker, you got your wish. <laughs> so it's, it's like, important. finally. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, you got a whole year off. Now we're going to, we're going to go. <laughs> now we're going to do two places next year exactly. for your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> we're going big. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. He's just like, leave me alone. I just want to be in my yeah. PJs doing my game and eating McDonald's. <laughs> exactly. Listen, Amanda, sometimes we need that too. <laughs> he does. Yeah. We do need your downtime. Exactly. Love that. Kids will awesome. tell you too. They will let you know. <laughs> yeah. They're very vocal and very honest, which is why we love them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Amanda, for being here with us today. If our listeners want to learn more about you, where can they find you? You can find me at hotmamatravel.com. Awesome. Love it. Very simple. And also, we will have Amanda's link on our show notes as well. So you can check that out too. Thank you again, Amanda. We really appreciate you being here and share your journey with us. Thank you for having me. It was fun. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Amanda. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview where she shares how to navigate family travel during the pandemic. Hey friend, have you been wanting to start a podcast? I know it can be overwhelming in the beginning. Believe me, I have been there. Lucky for you, we have created a new site called howtocreatepodcast.com that shares a ton of freebies that can help you get started. From launching, growing to monetizing, we share it all in one place. Visit howtocreatepodcast.com for more information. Hey listeners, thank you for listening to this episode and I'm so thankful for your support. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode and get suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, and so much more. Feel free to reach out at hello at theoffbeatlife.com and let me know what you'd like to hear. If you like the show, don't forget to give us some love and review on iTunes. Thank you again for being a part of this journey and I can't wait to hear how your location-independent story will unfold.